record now. So don't forget. Vicky, are you sweltering in Brazil? Yes, it is so hot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> the day we've had yet. Yeah. 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 It's very snow. hot. Mm. Oh, here we go. It's very cold. We had snow in Berlin. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh yeah, they goodness. had snow in the West Country, so the west of the UK as well. Snow in Berlin. Oh, my goodness. I saw it- Claudia post a picture in Germany that it was snowing hugely. Yeah. yeah. Big snow. Oh, hang on, Zoom. Um, interrupted. Hang on. Cancel. Just crazy. Yeah, just crazy. Hi, Iremea. Welcome back. So Hi. good to see you. Oh, fantastic. Hello. Hi, everyone. so good to have you all right well let's get started so we've got a bunch of questions today which is fantastic but just to review so we know where we're at we are in week eight believe it or not module eight so this is all about your online brand and putting it all together so we've got for um for lesson one best online strategies to prepare for the 500k leap Um, lesson two know your net worth Lesson three, review and recap. And then lesson four, stay in the course and next steps. Has anyone got that's a new newbie? Actually, so Miriam, and I know Irma, you've you've been traveling. So Miriam, have you got to to module eight? And it's okay if you haven't. Not so much, I think. No. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes looking at the things, but I didn't really do a lot last time. Okay, other things have come up, and so I have to say I didn't have the time for it. Never mind. That's a okay. <laughs> Absolutely okay. I always like to remind people that the first eight-week course that I did, which I actually modeled a lot of of Soulcraft on, was Marie's B School back in two thousand and ten. And I, the first time I went through, I only did two weeks. And then I went mm-hmm. speaking tour to Australia, so I, I literally couldn't. I was speaking the whole time. And that two weeks, though, changed my whole entire life. So do not worry where you are because you have lifetime access. Just like B-School, I kept going through, you know, the next year I did a little bit more, the next year I finished it all. So it does not matter because whatever you're getting along the way is perfect. And this is just like anything, it's a journey and um, it's all all perfect. Okay, so that's just more for me. So we won't discuss module or yeah, we won't discuss module eight today. So that's really just for me to to know. So we're going to focus more on the questions, which were from many different modules. Um, if I have time, I just saw one come in from Hannah about team training. So we'll we'll if I have time, we'll do that because we've got quite a few. So we'll do Miriam's question, and then Aramay, I, I want to talk about yours, and then um, Terry posted a question on objections, which I think is fantastic, and then team training if we get to it. Now, if we don't, just so you know what's what's um, happening, because this is the last week of the actual launch. And during the launch, we do office hours every week. But once we finish the eight weeks, we then go into every other week. But of okay. course, we've got Christmas coming up. So the next call will be December 14th, which is okay. a Thursday or 15th if you're on my side of the world. So Aramea and Vicky, it'll be the 15th. It's in your Google calendar now. As of tomorrow, your dashboard will be updated with the um, with everything as well. So we're just going to wait till we had this call. But your Google calendar is correct. 
And then we won't have one until January. And January is when we, we go into the routine of the first and the third Thursday or Friday of the month. So we'll be back into a regular pattern. So your Google calendar is all ready for that. It's got December and January and your dashboard will be, will have all of that as well as of tomorrow. And then, so from now until December 15th, just keep going through the content. The The biggest thing to make sure that you're doing is the WAP. Okay. So even if you have a week that you're not reviewing anything of the content, or maybe you're spending 10 minutes on the content, just keep going back to that WAP. And even if you're not doing it completely, it will keep you on track for your business and your life. Because it just keeps you like, okay, am I inviting? Am I doing something for my health? Am I doing something around presenting? Am I doing something for my purpose? It just keeps you moving forward. And the, the best mantra always is progress, not perfection. Because the minute we think we have to be perfect and then we aren't perfect and we all know we aren't perfect, <laughs> then we feel like, oh, we just have to like toss out the whole baby with the bathwater. So that's why we can't focus on perfection. It's just progress, not perfection. So between this call and December 14th or 15th, depending where you are in the world, just keep going through the content, stay really connected to the WAPs. The Facebook group is still open just as much. So we're answering questions continually. And then we'll have our first call the first week of January will be the next one. And then again, whatever you have time for. And then January always has this renewed sense of, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think it's great, actually. <laughs> so you'll be really set up for January. And then we just go as, you know, our Soulcraft team. So um, and then just to keep you aware as well. So you'll be finishing technically module eight, even if you're not a module eight. Next week, you'll also receive a feedback form. Even if you haven't completed, if you can just let us know your feedback for where you are, that helps us so much. So even if you're just in module one, doesn't matter, just your feedback based on module one will help us make the course better. Because whatever you say, I actually start implementing right away. So I don't want you to finish the course. It's just whatever you feel in the moment as of right now. Okay. So having said that, let's go to Miriam's great question. So this is so specific to marrying your passions with your network oh. marketing business. So Aramea, this will help you as well. And then we'll kind of going deeper into um, Aramea's passions, which is super important. So Miriam says, Hello, Carmen. <laughs> I'm thinking about how to marry my coaching with network marketing. After having coached so many people over the years, it feels like it's a good idea to find people who need help and coach them again. The many people I've coached have several problems in their lives and their families. So it feels natural to go to these topics and these things in this way. What do you think? This is like set your core market. It's just absolutely brilliant. So I'm going to give you some ideas and then you may want to ask some more questions. And for, for everyone, think of how this can relate to you as well. So with coaching, it's the perfect thing. If you, if you are in any way where people come to you for something, whatever that is, health, spirituality, dance, yoga, cooking, you are in the perfect place to build your passions and your network marketing company. Because of course, 
when people are coming to you for something, they're looking for advice, they're looking for um, lifestyle, for how can how can you make their life better? And we know with your passion that it's going to help make their life better. And we know with your network marketing company and products, it's going to make their life better. And when we focus on how can I make someone's life better, how can I make the quality of their life better, expand their happiness, expand their well-being, and then we learn how to market and we learn how to value ourselves and charge you know, accordingly, you will always make money. So it always comes down to how can I figure out how I can improve someone's life how do I make sure that I value myself when I'm charging? And then I, you also have to market. And so, and that's sometimes the area that we fall down in is the messaging and the marketing, because especially if we're heart-centered, we love to give value. You, we want to help people, but it may be the message and the marketing that we need help with. So let's go back to you as a coach though. So one of the easiest ways, because it's always better to set things up so this is why in our presentations, we always say you want to explode the bomb up front. Mm -hmm. You want to set the follow-up in the meeting that you're in. So it's always better to bake in what you want from the beginning. But then we're also going to talk about coaching clients that you've had, how you can go back to them. So what I'm going to tell you now is kind of for future to bake it in on your website or at the bottom of your emails or wherever you're promoting you, you always want to have a work with me tab. And everyone can go to my website where there's a work with me or business coaching or work with Carmen. So you can see how I position it, but that's, and a lot of websites will have that. The, the whole work with me that comes from Marie Forleo years ago. And so that's a way how people can find out if they want to work with you, what that looks like. So as a coach, you of course can have, you know, your, your getting people to coach with you, but it would be separate from that. It's like work with me is telling people that you have another way that they can work with you. So it's separate to, buying a coaching program with you. So this is working with you in another way. And then that's where you can have, you know, like a little blurb and then have an, a, a form that they can fill out to contact you. So that's so, so, so important where even in the bottom of your email, but just ways that people know that there's another way they can work with you other than your passion. Then in your intake form, when you are actually getting coaching clients, I would have questions in that intake form of what is your current career? On a scale of one to 10, how happy are you in that career? What do you wish Actually, I would always start with this. What do you love about your career? And then enough, and then also you could say career slash business because some people that come to you might be in a business. So let me rephrase that. So what do you currently do for your business or career? On a scale of one to 10, how happy are you in that business or career? 
What do you love about your business or career? What do you not enjoy about your business and career? Are you actively looking to replace your business or career? And then probably in your intake form, you're asking other questions about, you know, why they're coming to you. I would also have a question at the end with coaching with me, or can you order in importance or can you give me the order of importance of what's most important to you? So they might say like relationship, um, money, business, or they might say relationship, health, career. You know, so you also know like, okay, is it like a, a really big concern for them or is their relationship, their purpose, something else more important to them? Can I just ask, is that going to be check boxes or free text? Are you letting them choose or are you going to put a number of things? That's an interesting thing. Would I put a number of things? Maybe uh, check boxes and other for them to put their free Yeah, text. I would do that. Yeah, I would do that. Because otherwise yeah. they may not think about some of the things that they actually do care about because they're often not thinking business, for example. Yes. Yeah. And it really depends to that point, Marion, it depends what your intake form is, is all like now. But presumably in coaching, you'd be asking them, like, what are they coming to you for? So they probably yeah. have already said, but this would be like, you know, is there a need in the, in the business arena? Is there a need in the, in the money arena? Is, is there a need in the work? And are they actually really looking or is that not a priority? Like they're coming to you, but at least, you know, because then as you're co coaching, there may come a time where you can say, you know, um, this may or may not be for you, but this might be something to look at to see if it could augment So I would, I would have both of those things really baked in and Irimea, that could be for you as well to have it really baked in, like work with me. And then also in your intake form. Now, if you're considering going back to clients if you've already had, or you're, you're currently having, then, then that's also really easy because if, if they're not your current client, you can also contact them just to check in on them, how they're doing. And then, you know, it could be kind of just a, to just check in like how their life is going since then. You may, you may just want to do that first to just to check in and then, you know, wait for, you know, two to three weeks, depending what the response is, then you could go back to them and say, Hey, I was thinking about you for this. I would, if they've been a client, I would check in on them first. It's kind of a, a, a longer version of calling a friend where you would say, I'm calling you on a business matter, but let's get caught up first. But in this case, since they've been a client, I would call them or email them to catch up first and then contact them later, like two or three weeks later. But I'll always connecting it to if, if there's a need or because usually if there's a need for them or if you've identified them as someone who would be really good at this. That's the other topic too. Now, if they're a current client with you, then it, you know, it's even easier because you can talk to them in your sessions to see if there is a need for this. 
And then I always, if you ever feel awkward, I just always go back to, can I, is there a way I can see if that this could really help their quality of life in some way? And then when we always come from that, that, that kind of mindset, then almost always it's a yes, <laughs> unless someone just really, you know, isn't interested, but usually there's going to be something that you could help improve by either the product or the business. How does, how does that all feel? Good. Very good. I would say, yeah. Mm -hmm. Bring up any questions. Not it's really. so funny for me because uh, my husband, uh, a very, very good salesperson. So he is, I call him an agricultural entrepreneur. He's an agricultural consultant, but he has a, a network of farmers and gamekeepers who absolutely trust him. He always wears exactly the same clothes, which are the same clothes as they wear. He doesn't go onto a farm in a suit, but he always said right from the, my beginning of Yusana, establish the need and you're reinforcing that. So that's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and when you're in a position where people are coming to you for something, you're the one that can ask all these questions, you know, and it's, it will help your coaching business that much more. And then to see if there is a need. Yeah. That reminds me, Ali, the salespeople in general, if they would just ask questions to see what a person really wants, they would improve their sales by because I always remember looking for a house in Denver, Colorado, or a rent, actually a rental at that time. And the agents just would never ask me questions. They would just like show me the, the rental. And I was like, if they just had asked me questions, like what's important to you, you know, then they could have sold to me so much more easily, but they would tell me things like it's near a school and I didn't have kids, you know, like, why would I care about that? But if you just ask questions, you can find out. Yeah. So yeah, that's just a whole built-in, you know, just a built-in market for you. Absolutely. Mm. All right. So any any other questions about that, Mariam? Not really at all. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And as you start to implement it, just come back like, well, what about this? What about that? Just anything, yeah. any questions around it? I will do. No problem. Okay. <laughs> yes, I will. Okay, perfect. All right, so Irameya's question. Um, so let me pull up hers. It's a long one, so you don't have to read out the whole lot. <laughs> okay, yeah, I was, I was just thinking that too. So in, in a nutshell, so just correct me if I'm wrong. So so basically, Irameya has until next August when she's going to leave her job. And she's gotten really clear on her three main things that are her purpose, purpose and passion and wanting to know how to really start sowing the seeds for that. So knowing that she wants to have an online program, of course, marry it with her, her network marketing company as well. But what's the best way to, to really kind of start to sow the seeds for this really stepping into your passion? Is, is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. And I think your other question was, should I focus on one thing or should I focus on three things at the, the same time? Mm. Yeah, so it's kind of like, okay, so as I said, the cornerstone of this program is really like um, getting clear on your passions and then uh, soul crafting, your network marketing from the teaching and everything else. So I, I get that. 
<clears throat> and I've identified really the areas that I want to focus on. So then it's kind of like, well, what do I do now? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sir. And you've got such the perfect time because you know you basically have nine months, including December till next August. So it just absolutely. Yes. That's exactly right. And I decided to take the stress out of having to get sales and having to get associates and all those other things uh, um, because if I'm going to go and market my network marketing using your model, which is what I really love, um, then I think that's got to be my foundation. And then <clears throat> my my perp my intention is to, sure, absolutely, if I get sales in the meantime, fantastic. But my real focus is to have my brand and have my um, all that up and done, ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you, you can also have like your other hat on, like, if I find the ideal team members, I can be building that concurrently to my brand because you, you can de definitely do that. Um, and what I would do is looking for team members that you would just love to work with that want to be part of a mission, you know, so that, cause that would bring you so much joy and not extra stress. Yeah, absolutely. And when I was overseas, I, I, we stopped in at Singapore and I caught up with some old mates because I was, I used to live over there and um, they were kind of, you know, as we're socializing and what, what are you going to be doing? What are you, you know, what are you going to be doing after you leave? And so there was one who I said that I will send some information to. So I, I really have to get better or study the, the module about how to win fight because it was like oh my god but um I'm not I'm not worried yeah no 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 that's because it's people like that that are just you know it's the the right time there's interest there's the vibe there's the energy that those could be your little soul group that while you're building your brand you're also building you know this little group as well yes yes because he um he's like I t he's He's actually from, um, he's actually Indian. So straight away I just see, oh, my God, getting a, a, a team out in India, uh, which is like, whoa. But um, he was, we are having these sort of heartfelt conversation. He's, he's IT at, at, in banking. So his, his um, network of people and his social network is of that calibre as well. Um, mm -hmm. And he was talking all about making social impact, and he and the reason he's working so hard is because he wants to make a difference, and so he's definitely part of my tribe. Yeah, it's just uh, it's amazing, and they're they're really well. I want to talk about your brand, but there really can be a way to build that, like even without having your passion purely set. Because when I started my second network marketing company, I wasn't teach was I teaching dance at that time. So you been teaching dance at the time. No, I guess I was teaching dance at that time. So yeah, because I, yes. So I, I was teaching dance. Okay. But again, I was only doing it twice a week. I didn't have any programs. So it was just teaching that dance. Mm -hmm. And then I developed my network marketing team. And then eventually I had programs. Okay. But let's come back to that. Cause I want, I know the, the program is really, and the brand and the, the purpose is really important to you. So the one thing with programs, and this is, going to go so against probably what most people think you want to get an outline for the program so that you know what you want to teach but you actually want to pre-sell it before you have the program done and which sounds which sounds like like 
but it, it works so well. And I can tell you this, that's how I did soul craft. Now I knew exactly what I wanted to teach. I had my eight, eight modules outlined and I had, I had help, you know, so that it wasn't just me doing it. I had a, an assistant that was helping me, but why it really helped so much. I was, I stayed two weeks ahead of everyone going through so that I could get everything done. But it meant I could pivot when I was realizing, ooh, they actually need to know more about this. They need mm-hmm. to know more about this. Versus if I had have had it all in stone, you can then have a course that actually doesn't resonate with people. Yeah. yeah so I know. I, I have heard this before and I'm going, oh my God. You know, so so but what I'm hearing from you though is which I like is that you can still have your outline. Still start out with the intention and then get ready to change if you have to. Absolutely. And and obviously, you know, like you do it's when it's written out, it definitely is a framework. Like you're not, you're not just flying by the seat of your pants at all. <laughs> but you have the ability to pivot because you haven't record really what I was doing as I was recording two weeks ahead. And so I wasn't having to go back and record because that wasn't the right thing for people who had purchased. I did know exactly what I was going to say. So it was all mapped out. I just could change and shift around and, oh, they need this more, you know, et cetera. Okay. Okay. That's good. Yeah. If two weeks makes you nervous, you know, do, do three or four weeks even, but the biggest thing is don't do the whole course because it won't be as relatable to the people going through. So Carmen, did you um, veer away from your framework much? Not much at all. No. Yeah. Okay. It, it so it's more... just about where, where you'd put emphasis on in your actual detail content. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And shifting some things around. Like I think I I moved. Like I was going to do health here, and I moved it to an earlier mm-hmm. week. And mm-hmm. the questions that were coming up, and this was this was the godsend all the questions that they were asking, I put in to the, the mod, the later on, like, even though I knew I was going to be talking about inviting or I knew I was going to be talking about training the team, that module got developed based on what people were asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, it was a yeah, re- really good way to do it. And then your biggest thing, and you have to have that framework to market it because obviously if you don't know what's in the course, you can't market it. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what I would do from, so even now, like getting that sort of framework, cause that will make you feel really good, you know, just have a framework. And it also helps you get that framework quicker, quicker, because you don't feel like it has to be perfect as well. Yeah. So it has a benefit of getting you, you know, going much quicker as well right now. Then when you're thinking, do I want to talk about three things or one thing? This can always change. So always remember you can pivot. I've pivoted a zillion times in my business. But what I would say is, do you want to talk just about one thing? Or do you like talking about three things? Because you can oh. go either way. You know, mm-hmm. you really, it does, doesn't matter. Like it could be pure weight loss, you know, or it could be pure um, plant medicine. You know, it could just be like one mm-hmm. thing. Or do you like talking about three things? And what when it, what gets you more excited? Yeah. Um, okay. So I think right now the idea of writing something encompassing three things is kind of like overwhelming. And it might be too overwhelming. I might do nothing. 
However, ultimately, when I kind of also get my confidence and, you know, get some runs on the board, I will definitely be talking about everything because, and it'll be different stages. I mean, I don't know how it's all going to work because, um, yeah, I see them all uh, into interwoven. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that sounds like such a great plan. So start with yeah. one and then you can grow into, I think that sounds perfect. Yeah. Okay. Knowing yourself so, too. It's... Yes, absolutely. So, um, I mean, I, I can, it's all up in here now. I've just got to get it out. Uh, however, one thing, because I know that in the very beginning we spoke about, um, you know, when, when we're at that module a few weeks ago, um, we mentioned about writing and everything else. But in my head, um, I can't see the connection between right now, between writing and my health yes. um, business. And okay. that's a disconnect for me. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of, so I'm thinking, I'm feeling more around choosing something health-related, I guess. Okay. So, so is the main question, how, how can I showcase my writing but connect that to health as well? Uh, okay, that is one question, but I, I think, okay, so yes, it is. Okay. That is one of the questions here. Okay, so what I would do, and because health health does impact anything that we're doing. So whether like you're a dance teacher, you're a writer, you're a coach, um, functional medicine doctor, you know, yoga teacher, how you feel, how we feel in our physical body impacts everything. Mm. So if we don't feel comfortable in our body, if if we haven't drank enough water and so we're tired, if we're not getting sleep, if we're stressed, that's going to impact our passion. So even for me, like teaching dance, what I which I love, but if I didn't eat well, if I didn't sleep well, you know, if I didn't feel good in my body, it's going to impact the my passion. Yeah, yeah. I think so, um, for for me, writing is connected to creativity, and which is connected to soul and essence and you know, connecting to your spirit. So I can definitely see that, that um, when I have incorporated my, call it my signature program, that will incorporate all of that. So I'm feeling maybe just sort of um, get something out there and started. I might look at some more health-related type program, I think. I'm not sure, but yeah. Okay. But no, I, I I hear what you're saying. And one thing that you did say way back when, and I wrote it down, and what <clears throat> it was around following your passion. And if I'm, okay, my fear is around getting niched into an area. It's mm. like, say like I, I start going out and uh, talking about becoming a creativity coach or writing coach, for example. And then I, all of a sudden, I start off on another tangent, which is more health related. They'll go, "What? What? What are you talking about? What? Why are you talking about that?" Mm, gotcha. Uh, okay. So, and specifically because your your network marketing product is is it Kangen Water? Is that yes, yeah, Kangen? Yeah. Okay. That that to me is. So how I because I think that's ideal. Like what I would show is like doing a video, like here's how I create my space in the morning so that the creativity starts, you know, and because a lot of writers really struggle with 
like how how do I get like they get the writer's block so often, you know? So yeah. thinking about what what do writers struggle with, and then showing in a reel or in a blog what you do to access your creativity. So here's how I create my space. And so, you know, you might have your journal, a candle, and you have the water, you know, with a, the Kangen, like you can showcase that. Okay. So just just kind of like, you know, I might have my tea tumbler, you know, showing sacred lotus love. So you can incorporate that as part of it. Okay. So I would, um, and and it is, it's so true. Like water is is one of the most crucial things, like keeping hydrated, you know, when, whatever we do. I mean, it's, Kangen is like a brilliant network marketing company because of that. Like we all need. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, it's like the source of everything, you know? Um, oh and it goodness. is, I think the Kangen is um, the actual Japanese word for it is return to origin yeah. because we're returning our cells and our body and everything back to its original source. So yeah. Which to me also really connects um, beautifully weaves into everything that I do and talk about is about connecting to source as well. There's so I can the, see, that's it. I can really, yeah, get some time. To, it's going to be, I can, I know it's going to be a great program. <laughs> I've just got to get it sorted in my head. But And I can see it connecting. It just feels right that what yeah. I, health and well-being and spirit and creativity, I mean, it's just, it's all part of us. There's so many things that, I mean, the whole thing, like the frequency of water, you know, the yes. so many things that you can be talking about that's going to connect writing to water, to frequency, to spirit, the whole, e even I'm sure you've probably seen things like this, where it's like sacred geometry. So yes. it's supposed to infuse the water. So you could have something like that, where you've got your glass and you talk about the frequency of water connected to your writing, you know, so there's, there'll be all these connections. Okay. And okay. you're not make it's not a leap because we need water to, I mean, water is just so important yeah. and literally things like, you know, blessing your water, the frequency of water, the whole, um, Dr. Emoto things, you know, with water. Yes. As well. yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I think, I think for now you've answered my question, which is about just, um, the outline. Cause I, as I said, I didn't know where to start, what to do, whether I start a coaching, whether I start just a program, um, so I think from what I'm hearing is that I, I need to sort of just work out a bit of an outline and then start from there. Yes. Yeah. And then in picking however you want to, because there's, there's two other aspects to this, is you want to start marketing yourself. So again, going back to in order to have a business, we have to help people have a better quality of life in some way. Then we have to value ourselves for what we're charging and we have to know how to market. So it's really that triangle. And, and why I say all those things is you could so help people, but not have the marketing and the messaging or not even be charging what you're worth. So even if you're so helping people, but you don't have those other two things, you're not going to have a business that's successful. Yeah. If you are perfectly good with charging people, but you're not actually helping people in their lives, it's not going to work either. And if you're good at charging and you have, you, you're really helping people, but you don't know how to message and market, it's not going to work either. So you really yeah. want to always think, do I have this triad going? And so that's yeah, why yeah. getting you to think of how can I showcase what I love doing 
with what my product and my business is. Yes, exactly. And it's like little tips and just fun things that you do, you know, that people can see you living in a way that's igniting spirit, that's keeping your spirit alive. You know, that's what's going to resonate with people. Mm. Well, that's actually what my, you know, whatever, my mentor, my upline, you know, my business, he he knew that I was going to Nepal. He just said, just get, you know, heaps of videos and just put yourself out there and everything like that. I got the heaps of videos, but I haven't put anything out there because in my head, I haven't made my business page. I haven't got my brand right and that, and that. So it's all there. And, you know, when I, if I put it out next month, they won't know whether I'm actually in the fall or not. But yeah. um, so I, I did one part of it, but I was just, and he's just, he's like of that, <clears throat> he's in his like mid 30s. So they, they're just grown up with social media and that's like an extension of their face. But um, it's a, it's a, that's a big, step for me and I'm willing to do it however I'm just going I need to know what I'm doing and I don't want to just throw things out there I want it to be incorporated the one thing that I love about you and your brand and why I was have always been attracted to your work is your messaging is fluid across everything that you do and the look and the feel of your website and and email and everything is all just blends so beautifully. And that's kind of what, what I want to work out for myself as well. Yeah. Yeah. Keep in mind, it has taken me years. You don't want to take as long. <laughs> so just so you know, but I really want to honor the, there's such a thing, like a lot of the younger generation is so used to just putting themselves out there. They're, they're just very used to it our generation can take a little bit longer. So we we can benefit from doing things a little bit more quickly than we might, but at the same time, still honoring that, okay, I want to at least feel secure in this. So what I would mm. challenge every, everyone is just push yourself to the to your edge a little bit more, but still honor that you want to get things a little bit right. That's okay. And then just push yourself that little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because- well, I did video myself speaking and that was a challenge as it was. So it's, it's on my camera, ready to be edited. <laughs> I've got it. And then I was just like, and I don't I don't go back and watch it. Um, because I thought, don't go and watch it again because you probably delete it. So very good, like very good plan. <laughs> <laughs> and the other good thing to remember is 70%. Great is perfect. Never wait until it's a hundred percent. My rule is 70% is good enough yeah. because then it's out there and we learn through actually doing rather than thinking about it. Yes. And just one final suggestion for everyone when you're doing this type of thing. So you, you are sowing the seeds for your marketing and messaging, like just showing people your heart, you know, things that you're doing so they can really see what you're about and then the other thing you want to do is try to do whatever it is that you want to be doing, like coaching, teaching, dance, co- whatever it is, start in some way to actually do it, whether it's just to get a couple of people over to do like a new moon ritual, you know, or something that is in what you want to be doing, do on a small scale and as quickly as you can. And the reason being is that gets you into the energy of it. And that's where you'll learn everything that you need to know to build it. 
Okay. And the reason I say that one of the best pieces of advice I ever got is when I did my NIA certification to learn how to teach, my, my teacher said, start teaching right away. She said, I've seen throughout the years, the people who say, well, I'll do it when I feel more competent. They never do it. Mm. I took that to heart and I started teaching right away. And everyone in my class, like there was probably 20 people that graduated, probably three or four that ended up teaching. It was the ones that got, and I was not perfect by any means, you know, like, but just by starting to do wherever you can, it'll start to blossom. Yeah, good, good point. No, I, I agree with that because I've been thinking about it for the last, I don't know, 50 years or something, you know. <laughs> and do it, you know, it's like just, it could be friends. You just charge like a very little. Maybe you you don't charge, but you get testimonials. But just something that gets you into the flow of doing the thing that you want to do bigger scale, doing smaller scale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. You're so on oh, the right track. You. This is just brilliant. <laughs> Thanks, Caroline. So welcome. So welcome. All right. So let's go over to, um, let me think here, Terry's question. All right. So Terry's got a great question about follow-up. No, actually, it's about objections. So let me just grab it. Actually, I can't find it, so I'm, I remember it. So her question was, what about the price objection? Because she's getting a lot of price objections, and she wants to honor people that say they don't have the money. So this is in, in module four, which is all about follow-up and objections, and specifically in um, lesson two. And it is such a good module because it actually goes through the seven categories of objections. And it's so good to know because once you know there's only seven things that people object to, it just really helps you be able to answer any objection that's out there. Does anyone remember or can you guess what those seven categories are for objections? Let's okay, money we know for sure. What else? Time. Time. Time, yes, exactly. What else do people usually um, say? They have to speak to their partner. Partner, sometimes. that's exactly a good one. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. They don't like. Oh, selling. Selling, mm. yep. Yeah. You don't like selling. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's four. And then they have a challenge with the the industry or so, yep. Yeah, yeah. Five. Mm. And two more. Okay. Mm. Product. You're doing well. Oh, the product. Yes. I can't swallow tablets. I don't want to use something all the time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do yeah, yeah. patches really work? Do yeah, is drinking yeah, water yeah. really what it, you know? So something yeah. on the product, and then the final one I'll tell you because it's harder to guess. Self belief. They don't yeah, think self belief. Yeah, they can't do it. So literally, that's the seven. There's no other objection. If if you find another objection, come tell me because we can add it in. <laughs> but they're literally, as far as I've seen in my twenty years, it always comes down to one of those seven categories which just makes it so much easier once you know that's all there is. So this particular module, it actually goes through all of those. So I'll let you go through that because it's so good, but we'll just talk about the price one. Okay, so with price, there's actually seven things that you can, can talk to them about. So, and you would just 
you know, depending on the person's question, you can use all of them or just a couple of them. So I always like to say, oh, totally understand. I understand how you, you know, you could have felt that way as well. The feel felt found. So I, I always use that. Totally understand. If you have never felt that, use somebody else. My mother-in-law thought that, you know, or my brother thought that. But what they found or what I found is. The other one is, oh, so it feels expensive compared to what? So you have to be really careful with your tone here. You know, so because it can't, you remember with objections, we never want to give them something to press against, but compared to what? And so then they'll be like, well, you know, compared to the the supplements I can get at the little pharmacy down the, the not even the pharmacy, like Target, <laughs> you know, somewhere where you would never want to buy supplements, like, or compared to Centrum, which I don't know if in Australia, I don't think we have that here, but in America, it's like a super cheap pill. So asking people to compare it to what, then that opens the conversation to the quality of yours. You know, Kangen water, that machine is expensive, but compared to what? Compared to a little cheap filter that doesn't really do anything. So that's another great question. Then also explaining what it includes, because sometimes people don't realize, like say Kangen water, it takes out this, it takes out that. And when you, if you were to buy a filter, you know, it's going to cost that much as well. So what's included in the price? Then also you can break it down per day. That's another thing that really helps people in terms of price. Like my sexy fit nutrition challenge can seem to be expensive, but when you actually break down what you're paying per meal, plus all the education, it's nothing. Um, and then this is a really good sentence. If you could, and you have to know their pain point. So if you could feel more energy, feel less aches and pains, what would it be worth to you? So with Sexy Fit, we, I mean, some of the testimonials are like, you know, I, I would have paid so much. I, I would have paid 10. We've had one lady, it was like 10 or 20 grand. She said that I finally lost this 30 pounds that I couldn't get off for years and years and years. You know, so if it could solve this, what would it be? What would that be worth to you? Success stories really help with the price objection as well. And then the final thing, and I don't tend to do this, is know if, know if you can adjust the price. The only time I really adjust my price prices is when I do launches because I have more people or like a cyber weekend, you know, so I, do, I don't really discount, but sometimes like, you know, your company might have sales or if they buy two, they get a, a you know, a discount as well. So th those are all things that will help with price. But I found one of the biggest things that help, has helped me over the years is asking people compared to what? because the brilliant thing about all of our pro products, no matter what company you're in is it's going to be a higher quality one that they can find in the shop. And that's what they're usually comparing it to. Yeah. This exact, uh, this exact thing happened to me a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Where she she uh, decided to get her osmosis machine um, fixed instead. And she listened to um, a recording of the medical medium 
so he's like obviously this you know big influencer out there and he was just canning and <clears throat> wasn't even our product oh wow anyway, yeah so just sometimes you just lose it you lose one you know but um he's he's obviously a person of big influence but yeah, that would have been a good one, you know. Um, compared to she, so price wasn't even obje uh, an object objection, but she'd already made up her mind, so there was no coming back, you know. There's no trying to. I did uh, give her a few things to look at, um, but you know, once somebody's made up their mind, it's too late. Sometimes there is, yeah, yeah. Sometimes there's, and you can tell, like you can you can sense that <laughs> that finality. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but if if um the good thing about objections if someone tells you that you're like if they in in the course of the presentation and you're asking them like I love objections to come up in the presentation because then they haven't made the decision and it really is what they're they're still considering so that's the perfect time what can be harder is in in your case of course they went away and then they got influenced by somebody else so that's mm. sometimes that can be their partner so, it was it was a best it was a best friend you know yeah that's always tricky when they go away it does help when we say this is a two part presentation and the next time we get together we'll go deeper and deeper into your questions and that that really helps so that you can get their questions but like you said sometimes but you always know by the tone of their voice <laughs> <laughs> All right. So any so that was Terry's question who wasn't able to be on today. Does anyone have any other questions about objections or okay? That that module, so again, module four, lesson two has all the handouts for that, those um different areas and giving you exact ways to combat um time, money, partner, all of that. Okay, so we do have time for Hannah's question so I um, do can I just sorry interrupt you I'm just going to pop off because you got to get I, re I really need to go and have a shower and, and go to bed I'm, I'm starting to yawn so uh thank you it's great so far brilliant I'd loved it all thanks I'm you're so welcome you. bye Vicky I know we're so we're so hot and it's so late in Australia <laughs> I can see you guys melting too <laughs> so uh, all right, so let's do Hannah's question in the next eight minutes. And um, let me just pull it up here. This one I do need to read because it only just came in before we got on. So, or a little bit before. Okay, so, and this is a great question too. So Hannah says, um, My current concern is about motivating and encouraging my team to bring new people in. My team is small and I've observed a decline in their enthusiasm for sharing product stories and attracting new members. This may be partly influenced by my own actions as they seem less engaged when I'm not actively recruiting. While their energy does pick up when I'm more involved, it's not feasible for me always to be at that level. How could I change the team dynamics and motivate them to be more proactive considering that all of us have other businesses and commitments and are not engaged in network marketing full-time. And I, I love that Hannah is asking the question, how can I change this? So it's a great question. Okay, so module seven is all about creating team and team trainings. So the first thing that I would do is set up a regular, well, 
listen to module seven because that will walk you through everything, but set up a regular team training. And the beauty about network marketing, why it works so well is when you create a team and you create a mission around that team, it starts to have its own energy. And it's, it's so important. And we talked about this last week that your company is like a team but you have to have your own team within there. So it's a more intimate group and that they feel a cause within your own team. And so this is why you want to come up with a name for your team, really have an entity and identity for it. Because when people feel part of something, especially initially in network marketing, when it can take a little bit of time to get it going, being part of a team will also help them weather the ups and downs as they learn to be an entrepreneur. And what that means is you do have to have a regular team training, but this can be most one of the most fulfilling things because also if you're finding that a lot of your people are busy and they're not doing this full time, from the get-go, you can say, this is a team training that we're going to develop and really take leadership in it so that if any of us has to, one week we're busy at business, the rest of us can keep it going. You know, then someone else is busy at business like their full-time job, and then the rest of us can keep this going. Now, of course, we all have to contribute equally. So we can't have somebody that's gone for four weeks and the rest of us are, so we all have to, but we can all have each other's back. So that's what I would do because no matter what your team is, is what is going to make you the most money. It will never be just selling the products. And it also is, it gets really tiring after a while just to always be selling. <laughs> you want to have a team that gives the energy and, and everybody makes more money when you're working in a team. And there, that's where the leverage is, of course. So then you want to teach the leadership to that team. And from the get-go to be saying that this is something that we're developing together. We're the founding members. And now we're going to, as people come in, train them as well to be leaders. Now, that's one thing that you want to do. The other, other part of this, in the beginning, your team will only do what you do, which is the hard truth. As you're building your team, you want to build for leaders in each of your legs. So eventually you can step away. But in the beginning, they only have you to look up to. So if your activity is going down for like two to three months, your team is, that's going to happen to them as well. If you have a team that you're building and you, you can't do anything for a couple of weeks, that's fine. You know, that's what you're building this team for. So everyone can have each other's back. But if you're not doing something for two to three months, your team won't either. And that's just the hard truth when you're first beginning, that they're going to meet your energy of anything that's probably longer than three or four weeks. So I wish it could be different, <laughs> but it's very rare that your team is going to outperform you because they're looking to you to be the, the leader. So what I would do again, because life can happen. And if you have this team that comes together, you can all have each other's back, but you're all committed to helping each other as well. Now, again, this doesn't have to be like a lot of network marketers that are just throwing everyone they can against the wall to see who's going to stick. You can more look for quality people so that you're not running yourself ragged as well. So again, if, if you've seen people that are just burnt out by network marketing, that's not how you have to build it. That's not how I built it at all. So I, I always tell this story, but I was 
very well known for how I built, but also that I didn't have a lot of people. They just ordered a lot and they stayed. And so that's how I was able to build one of the largest incomes in both of my companies. So in a nutshell, you want to create a team. You want to create a team training. You want to have everyone take a leadership role and have each other's back. But just know that you've got to set the example for how you want people to build as well. So if they see you being courageous, if they see you doing things before you're ready, if they see you inviting, they're going to do that too. But if they see you not doing things for three to four weeks, then their activity will go down as well. How often do you suggest having a team meeting? Is it once a week, once every two weeks? I would do once a week to once every two weeks. I wouldn't go longer than once every two weeks. Hmm. Because it's depending once I did it once every week. So it could possibly work every two weeks, but remember, it doesn't have to be getting people physically together. It could be over Zoom as well, or you might do physically together once a week and then the next week it's by Zoom. So if you can, I would do every week, even if it's 30 minutes, because keeping people tapped in and excited is so, so powerful. But if that isn't doable, once every two weeks could possibly work. And maybe there's like an email check-in, you know, the week in between. Groupon part of they do uh, a weekly scenario, I think, but then they also stream it live to Facebook as well. So it's there in the private Facebook group. Okay. So if you can't make it live, you've still got that that zap. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. I, I would do that. We would have ours live and then it was recorded. So, and then it was always put up on, on um, our internal website for my team. And so they could always listen to the recording, but of course, encouraged to come online if they could. Okay. Did you have a website for your team? Did you? Yes. So I, I had um live, it was called live well. So we, everything was, but you could do everything on Facebook now. Mm. It could totally, like all of your modules, your PDFs, it could all be done in a Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah. But weekly is best just to keep people engaged. And it doesn't have to be long. You know, again, you could do, well, it definitely wouldn't do more than an hour, but you could do 30 to 45 to 60 minutes and making it be where, where people are excited to come to it. And module seven will give you a framework of exactly how to do that. And sometimes um, what we do is uh, like getting a guest speaker in or somebody who's doing really well in the team, then they've interviewed and, and, you know, so that's also just breaks up being, having to be the leader all the time. Absolutely. Yes. And as soon as someone starts rank advancing or having success, bringing them into a leadership role, like taking part of the call, so that you're quickly empowering people. So it's because the whole thing is we want to remove ourselves from it so that it's it actually runs from our team. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We unbelievably covered all four questions, which is amazing. <laughs> oh. All right. So we won't see each other for another couple of weeks, but keep the questions coming on, on Facebook and Iramea, especially with what you're doing, just keep them coming.
Yeah. You're in that like beautiful period of just starting to get this really rolling. And then we'll, we'll talk more about how to bring in the network marketing company as well. But I know, I know it feels really important to get your passions and your purpose set. So. Okay. Great. Thank you. You're so welcome. Seagram, great to see you. Ali, I think she had to go as well, but that's all, all good. So let's take our picture quickly. And then we'll, oh, there she is. There she is. Yeah. I'm busy packing because I'm going to London today. I'm going to see a Monet exhibition, an interactive one, which is really, really looking forward oh, to that. And then nice. a meeting of the newly formed British College of Functional Medicine. Ooh, so that sounds fascinating too. Goodness. All right. Whoops, sorry. It's not working. Okay, there we go. All right. One. Oh, no. Sorry. I knew it's not working. There we go. Okay. Bear with me again. One, two, three. Big smiles. Super cute. And then our crazy one. One, two, three. Super cute. <laughs> oh, hi. All right, ladies. Have a beautiful evening and day. And we'll see you on the 15th. Bye. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.